You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. back to this Locked on Browns podcast. My name is Jared Mueller. I will be your host. You can always get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thank you again for stopping by on this Tuesday after Christmas as the Cleveland Browns and their fans uh, bask in the glory of finally getting a win while holding on to that number one overall pick. Today, we're going to talk really about three different things. First, we're going to talk about uh, Jonathan Cooper, who was just cut by the team. Uh, Then we're going to talk a little bit about Miles Garrett, uh, who made a statement today that many people uh, will relate it to the Browns and playing for Cleveland and some of those kind of things. And number three, we're going to talk about what seems to be a surprising candidate to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns next year and for years in the future. Uh, Some developing news today uh, out of another NFL team that could open up things uh, and options for the Cleveland Browns. And I'll just give you a little uh, sneak peek. Uh, It is one of my top three options at the quarterback position for at least next year and most likely the next couple of years for our beloved Browns. But let's start with that breaking news. Jonathan Cooper was cut by the Browns. Uh, Those of you who are draft addicts know that Cooper was drafted very, very high by the Arizona Cardinals um, because he was this superior athlete, this amazing uh, talent that uh, just couldn't be missed. Um, The the Arizona Cardinals just had to have him, uh, drafted him seventh overall in 2013. And unfortunately for Cooper, things just haven't gone his way since then. And so since then, um, he has been traded to the New England Patriots and then waived by the New England Patriots, claimed by the Browns. And now we are here at this point where he's cut again. And so this comes as a bit of a surprise. So the Browns made uh, space for Alvin Bailey, someone who was suspended. because of a DUI, he was uh, just reinstated. So the Browns had to make room. But Cooper did not look terrible and actually at times looked really, really good uh, on the Browns' offensive line. Again, something that many Browns fans are just not willing to say uh, because of all the quarterback hits. But unfortunately, we have uh, a lot of quarterbacks who like to hold the ball. Robert Griffin III, uh, Cody Kessler, Um, and Josh McCown hold the ball forever. And so they are in the top seven, I believe, uh, in time it takes for them to get a pass off. And so while it's easy to blame the offensive line, the Browns quarterbacks have played a huge role in that. So uh, a little bit of a surprise again, Cooper getting cut um, after being a number seven overall pick. So again, talk about kind of a big miss. Uh, The six foot two, 312 pounder out of North Carolina was just huge. He was just a gargantuan man uh, who could who could move really quickly, could use his hands, those kind of things. 
but for the Browns, he would have been a free agent at the end of the year. Um, so not a lot of decision, uh, a hard decision to make uh, with someone drafted that high. So it's possible they could have some interest in him after getting a five-game look at him, uh, three of which starting, uh, where he actually played pretty well. Um, it's possible the Browns have interest in him next year. Uh, but if they did, it's a surprise to see him waived at this point in time. And so maybe it's a favor to an agent. Maybe it's a favor to the player. Um, who knows why? But after starting three straight games, Jonathan Cooper is off the team. That means most likely Alvin Bailey will slide back into the starting lineup. He did not play well most of the season for the Browns. And so maybe they get creative. Maybe they move Austin Pastor inside, something I've been a fan of for, for a while, and start Sean Coleman outside in the last game against the Blitzburg Steelers. Who knows? But Jonathan Cooper, someone who uh, some of us got a little excited about after watching him play the first few games, is now off the Browns rosters, roster in such a surprising move here on Tuesday, December 27th. The second kind of piece of news that we'll cover here on the Lockdown Browns podcast. And again, I am your host, Jared Mueller. You can get me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. So the second piece of news is is a quote by Miles Garrett about not wanting to play in cold weather. And so um, it's an interesting statement. It's something many people are going to assume that he would say because He doesn't want to play for the Browns, but his statement to the Houston Chronicle, doesn't matter who drafts me, but I'd like to not go anywhere cold. Whoever picks me up, I'm going to try and play my best for, to be the best player on the field at any given time, but it doesn't matter who picks me up. I'm going to try and be a franchise player for them. So in one statement, Garrett is saying, I don't want to play for a cold team. In another, he's saying, I'm going to give it all my all. And so do I take a lot? Uh, into that? No. First of all, he's talking to the Houston Chronicle. And so uh, he's from the Texas, he's playing for Texas A&M. Um, he hasn't actually declared yet, even though he would be the number one overall pick. Um, and so would I want to play in the cold? I mean, if I had the choice, if you had the choice, would living in a cold city full of snow be your kind of number one choice? For most of us, if we're being very honest, the answer is no. For many Clevelanders, there's a love for the city. There's a love uh, for being close to family, to being close to where they've been uh, most of their life, things they know, things they love. Uh, but for million, with millions and millions of dollars, the option to travel back to Cleveland to visit is probably what many people would take. That's just the reality of it. Many people with money move where it's warmer, move to the San Diegos and Californias and and that's going to make this a little bit more of a story because the San Francisco 49ers currently hold the number two overall pick. And so you can see it already. You can you can see this quote kind of playing out down the road that Miles Garrett might be saying he doesn't want to play for the Browns. I think it's just a really honest statement about playing in the cold. It's not fun. And so, you know, playing at Texas, you don't play in the cold very often. That's just not uh, where you play football. And so... That would take some getting used to. He's from Texas uh, and he's a 20 year old. And so what 20 year old wants to do is have fun, play in warm weather, enjoy the beach, enjoy um, the seasons that include summer, a little fall, a little spring. Um, You can't blame him for that. But I think you're going to see this as a narrative piece uh, that some people will grab hold of 
for whatever reason, whatever agenda reason they have, whether it's to dog out Cleveland, the Browns, uh, whether it's to say something about Miles Garrett, who has played through a ton of injuries uh, this year and still played hard, um, whether that's to talk about his agent, talk about the draft prospect, talk about the analytics firm, whatever it is, it would not shock me to see uh, this used as a narrative piece, even though I would say that's probably not a statement that really needs to get much uh, kind of traction now or in the future. And my guess he'll actually talk to somebody, uh, talk very soon about um, what he meant and why he said it and those kind of things to kind of backtrack from it. So Miles Garrett doesn't want to play in the warm weather. Jonathan Cooper no longer plays for Cleveland. And that leads us to number three and really kind of saving the best for last. And that is Tyrod Taylor. So today, the Buffalo Bills, in kind of a surprising mood, at least from a um, timing perspective, decided to part ways with head coach Rex Ryan, as well as his brother Rob Ryan, um, and which makes sense. We knew he was going to be fired probably at the end of the year, um, but it sounds like Rob and Rex and those guys were really just kind of wanted to move on, which is fine. The more interesting piece of this is that Tyrod Taylor is going to be benched for the final game of the year. Not because he hasn't been playing well, not because they have this young stud rookie behind him and they want to see what they got, and not even because he's going into a contract year and the game doesn't matter so they don't want to see him get hurt. No, they're actually benching Tyrod Taylor so that they hope they don't have to pay what is kind of believed to be about a $30 million dollars of, of money that he would possibly be guaranteed if he were still on the roster, if he was injured. Um, so if you don't know, injured players in the NFL just can't be cut if they're injured playing for your team. And so um, if he's injured in this game, they would have to come to some kind of injury settlement um, if it's some type of significant injury. So say, again, not wishing this at all, but say he tears his ACL, which is a 10-month 12-month process, something of that nature, that means all of next season, unless Taylor and his agent, which they'd be kind of silly to do, would um, create some kind of settlement, the Bills would have to pay a significant portion of guaranteed money to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, again, estimates currently are that that guaranteed money becomes about $30 million. Uh, currently, uh, according to sporttrack.com, uh, his base salary next year is $12 million. He's got about a million-dollar signing bonus and a $3 million option bonus. So that takes it up to about $16 million. Uh, but there's some other language in there if he's still on the roster about how much more money is guaranteed beyond this season, which it looks like would be next season as well, uh, which is at least a base salary of $13 million. So what that tells us, based on all of that, is – one of three things are going to happen with Tyrod Taylor. One, the Bills bring in a coach, and that coach decides Tyrod Taylor is his best option. Okay? And so they just protected their asset there, and they smooth things over. They make things work with their, their starting quarterback, who they just signed, literally just signed this offseason, to his big mega deal. Um, so they either do that. Two is they cut him. They'll still have a uh, dead cap hit um, because of that. Um, probably right around $12 million, somewhere in that area. But they cut him, they kind of move on, and then teams like the Browns and the San Francisco 49ers and 
a variety of other teams will then be competing for his services, or three, they look to trade him. And so that's the most interesting kind of uh, possibility is looking to trade Tyrod Taylor with this very unique contract. Um, when it was signed, it was said to be a five-year, $90 million contract for a quarterback who they're not sure is going to be in their future, so they're going to sit him for the final game. And so you could see a team like the Browns, who are loaded up with draft picks, looking to possibly deal a future pick, probably not something in the 2017 draft. It's possible, but I think the Buffalo Bills would love to get some type of conditional pick for Tyrod Taylor. Again, whether that's a conditional fourth that could be a third or a second, uh, depending on his playing time and how well the team does, whatever it is. But the other piece to that puzzle is that the Browns, or whoever would trade for him, would want some type of contract restructuring. And so there's where we can talk about leverage. And leverage is an important piece to this whole puzzle. The Bills lose some leverage when it comes to a possible trade by sitting Tyrod Taylor, but obviously they gain much more leverage by making sure he does not get injured. He's likely not even to be active this week. So from a trade perspective, the Bills don't have a ton of leverage. The team trying to trade for Tyrod Taylor don't have a ton of leverage because Taylor knows that the Browns or whatever team that would be are not as likely uh, to fork over any type of draft pick if he doesn't restructure his contract. And if it's not someplace he wants to go, Taylor can just refuse to restructure his contract, get cut, then get to choose where he wants to go while also getting probably a pretty decent contract. The Bills making this decision at a for a quarterback who's 27 years old is shocking. At this point in time, I would much rather trade for Tyrod Taylor as long as either or as long as he restructures his contract, I would much rather trade for Tyrod Taylor than I would for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot of hype, is a lot of what if. Not saying he won't live up to it, but he's a lot of what if. And if the New England Patriots, who are a very smart team, who aren't going through uh, a new front office or a new coaching change, are willing to give up on Jimmy Garoppolo for what it would cost or be the Browns or another team would be willing to give up, I would much rather trade for Tyrod Taylor, someone who has proven something and who is kind of a victim of what is going on um, with new head coaches, changing of management, all of this, that kind of stuff. Tyrod Taylor, when I said in the beginning, he's one of three options for me for next year. Um, I really mean that. For me, it's Deshaun Watson, who I think could start right away. If the Browns draft Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, Patrick Mahomes, whoever, I think they're looking at a two to three year span to get them ready. So that means Cody Kessler or Robert Griffin III are starting. But for me, Deshaun Watson is an option. Um, I don't want to have to throw him right in right away. Just like I don't want to throw any rookie quarterback in right away. But Deshaun Watson would be an option for next year. Tyrod Taylor would be a, an option. And we'll talk a little bit more about him here in a second. And then Robert Griffin III, I think Hugh Jackson's not done yet with him. I think he might be for someone like Tyrod Taylor, but I don't think they keep Taylor and Robert Griffin III if they're able to acquire the soon-to-be former Buffalo quarterback. Um, and so that's kind of where I stand. Watson, Taylor, and Robert Griffin III maybe really in that order. It depends on what you have to trade uh, to get Taylor, what his contract will look like, all of that kind of stuff. But Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. No matter what you think, no matter what you've heard, 
six foot one, 215 pounds. He's not huge. He might even be closer to 5'11". Doesn't matter for Russell Wilson. Hasn't really mattered for Tyrod Taylor. He's played in a very run-oriented offense over the last couple of years under Rex Ryan uh, in Buffalo. And guess what? During that time, 14 games last year, 64% completion percentage, 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 6 interceptions. Let me read those back to you real quick. 14 games, 64% passing, 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, a quarterback rating of 99.4, and a QBR of 69.3. Good season, but was it just a blip? I don't know. Let's look at 2016. 15 games played so far. He looks like he's not going to play the 16th. 62% passing, so he's still above 60%. 3,000 yards passing, 17 touchdowns. Look at that, six interceptions. A 89.6 passer rating and a 67.4 QBR. And then obviously he has the ability to run the ball. Um, last year he attempted 104 rushes for 568 yards, so almost 600 yards. This year, a little nine less rushes, rushes, 95 of them, for 580 yards. Again, almost 600 yards. Last year, four touchdowns on the ground. This year, six. You are looking at a dynamic quarterback who has been in pretty limited Buffalo offense that really focuses on the run. He has the ability to get outside of the pocket. And while he only played 14 games last year, um, hasn't really had any kind of injury concern that could hugely concern any of us, right? So when we talk about Robert Griffin III is running around and all kinds of stuff, it happens. We know he's getting hurt. He's gotten hurt. But we look at Taylor's injury history. In 2015, um, he was probable five weeks uh, out for a knee injury uh, in the week seven uh, and questionable in week six because of that knee injury. So he missed two games, but he's not someone who's had a lot of injury history. And for a former sixth-round pick who has fought his way, I think Hugh Jackson, if it's not Robert Griffin III, I think this is the guy Hugh Jackson wants. I think this is the guy. Uh, Hugh tends to look at players who are overlooked, uh, just kind of like he feels like he is. He looks at players who are scrappy, hardworking, um, someone who he maybe feels like gets kind of the short end of the stick. And that's something Taylor seems to be getting now here in Buffalo. He also loves a player with a big arm and can move around a little bit. Taylor has a, a very good arm, even a great arm. Again, comparing him to Russell Wilson is maybe a little easy, but it's a fitting comparison based on their size, ability to move, and big arm. Taylor also is someone people get behind. So given everything that we know, Tyrod Taylor could even be even odds, if everything goes the way I think it will go, to be the Browns starting quarterback next year. And that means it's Tyrod Taylor, it's Cody Kessler, and maybe it's a developmental pick, fourth, fifth kind of round, depending on where some players fall. And I am totally okay with that. So today, the Browns cut Jonathan Cooper, a uh, high uh, draft pick who they tried out for three games starting, five games total. For some reason, didn't work out. Alvin Bailey looks like he'll be back at the starting lineup. Miles Garrett says he doesn't want to play in the cold. Going to have to suck it up, Buttercup, because I'm guessing the Browns are going to draft you, buddy, uh, as long as they don't lose that number one overall pick. And again, Tyrod Taylor looks like he will be either a free agent 
or available via trade. And I think for the Cleveland Browns and for Hugh Jackson, Tyrod Taylor is the perfect fit. What do you think? Get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by this Locked On Browns podcast. And go Browns!